My main goal is to impact lives and to help other people. That's what's really fulfilling to me. Like my biggest closing this year, it, like I, I closed the NFL player and his, you know, his wife, that deal was a little bit over a million. But my biggest wow. closing was uh, helping a young lady. Her name is Amarches Riley. Uh, she wanted to get a second investment property. Mm -hmm. And we were under contract, deal fell through. And I'm like, oh, I know she was probably a little bit upset. We put in two offers, we lost. Then we finally got a property. We just closed about, uh, last week or two weeks ago. That meant more to me than wow. a million dollar closing just because now i know i'm setting her up to build generational wealth what's up montez thank you for coming on to the think real estate uh podcast where thoughts have no limits i'm really really you, you would be surprised how anxious i am to actually talk to you um and i mean that in a, in a good way um I've been introduced to real estate, you know, at like a young age, 18 years old, just through Newman in college at Towson. Mm -hmm. But for you, it's been a little bit of a different story of, of how much you actually live and breathe this industry and, and the success that you've had at such a young age. I'm sure you're tired of even people bringing up your age at this point, man. But I mean, come on, we got the rookie of the year, Montez McCray here. Um, I, I don't I don't really see how this doesn't get you know exponentially larger for you and I guess my first question is you know you mentioned a team right like in the next couple of years once like you get those three years under your belt so that you can qualify to, to do a team mm -hmm. did you have that thought first getting into the business or like when you got into the business was it more I don't know, let me survive out of that accounting job. Can you just talk about like that first transition? Yeah. So first and foremost, thanks so much for having me on the platform. I no really problem, appreciate man. it. Um, and yeah, so of course, when I first got started, it was just trying to survive, trying to make ends meet, really me trying to replace my uh, corporate salary and okay. what, what I was making there. So I didn't know that, you know, I was going to have the success that I had. I really just put my head down and just try to work as hard as I could to learn this business and, again, offer a high-level service to my client. Okay. So what was that point where it, it wasn't survival anymore? It was more like thriving. It was like, oh, I could see even grander than just a couple transactions a year because you know forgive me if i'm wrong but for the first five months of you having a license you you put zero on the board right yeah yeah that's so yeah five months without selling a house it was brutal especially coming from a job you know where i was making uh like close to six figures so that was a very very tough time just to stay mentally uh just mentally just to keep going mentally, yeah. right? Because, you know, I'm having all these thoughts, like, is this industry for me? Should I quit? Should I get up, give up? Should I just have listened to my mom and, you know, got immediately tried to find another corporate job? Yeah. Um, so it, it was a very tough time, but I'm just, I'm very glad that I stuck it out. Um, and it was a, probably about the fourth month because it all, it was like a compound. I, I think I sold one house in April, then four, um, four in May four in june and mm -hmm. then another three in july and i'm like okay 
I feel like I can do this, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and and I mean, it was still survival because you know, in an industry where you have when you're competing with so many tenured agents yeah. who've been in a business for you know ten plus years, five plus years, you really have to bring bring your A game every day because that's who you're competing with clients with. You know, when you're going on these listing appointments and interviewing with multiple agents, that's who you're competing against. So. Um, you know, I feel like I've always been in survival mode. Mm-hmm. Even today, I feel like I'm still in survival mode. I'm learning. I'm, you know, just going to different events. Uh, Doing podcasts like this, right? Yeah. It, again, trying to get my name out there. And then, of course, I, I just hired a real estate coach. That's awesome. To, yeah, to help me try to take my business to the next level. So just so many different things. I, I just feel like, honestly, I feel like in real estate, you're never out of survival yeah. mode, honest, honestly. It's it's truly like you, you eat what you kill type mm-hmm. of vibe. And I think that um, your story speaks volume to that. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, though, and this is not like a KW podcast, so yeah. I don't care if it's a KW Maps coach. Like, is it a KW Maps coach? Or It is. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. And how has that experience been? Like, did you have, I know you said in one of your speeches, you had a compass um, realtor kind of show you the way in the beginning. Yeah, I did. Um what did your formal coaching look like inside of the industry besides that? Was there any involvement from the team leader at the market center? Like, or was it truly, and I'm sure, you know, many people have helped you all throughout, but was it more of like formal education rather than like self-education or? or? A lot of it was me taking initiative on my own. So it's some people in my brokerage. I'll just shout them out real quick. Jeanette Westcott, Jay Fischetti, Tasha Green Coleman, um, Kim Z, yeah. team leader, she's amazing. There's another Kim Flowers in the office. It's so many people that have poured into me at Keller Williams Realty Center. And I just took little bits and pieces and helped formulate my own, um, just formulate my own business and, and what works in my business. So it's it's been awesome. So I, I guess say like I guess I would say I've had guidance, like informal guidance. Like okay. if I ever had a question, you know, I knew I could ask Jeanette, I could ask Jay, you know, any of those people I um just you know just mention. Yeah, no, I mean one of our past guests, Bill Carricker from Philadelphia, um, he was uh, the whole point of his interview was talking about just like as a new agent figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think? that's gonna look like a couple of years from now for a new agent let's say you were five years younger mm-hmm. and you were just entering the industry do you think it's going to be easier for a new agent to get started into real estate or in the next five years it might be harder um hmm. <laughs> and that's all speculative yeah. you know i just yeah. would like to hear absolutely your yeah i mean i think it, again it's super subjective because you know Again, the market shifts about every three months. Yep. Right. So it's just like we're constantly adjusting, constantly adjusting. So and, and then who knows what new technology might come out that's you know built to try to limit agents or mm. um, or quote unquote replace agents. Exactly. So now we have to think of agents have to be more innovative and. Uh, just think of different services that we can offer to make us irreplaceable mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So, uh, of of course, that changes over time as, as new things are implemented and things, you know, become the norm. So, But the story stays true, right? Just mm-hmm. figuring it out, asking good questions, being a student, you know, yeah. that seems to be the theme here. Yeah, and delivering that personal touch, too, because that's one common theme that, you know, people want to be tended to. Yeah. And, you know... 
they want to be tended to and they want to be offered a high level service mm-hmm. that point blank period that's number one so you know as you know you have these more online services but you know the personal touch isn't 100 percent. i there. see you giving out um tiffany i think to your <laughs> clients that's awesome man like yeah how'd you kind of come up with you know the the mindset of just over providing value like was that in the beginning you were buying tiffany for people or like once you got established you really yeah. started doubling down it's subjective. I'm a big believer in um, just creating a remarkable experience mm-hmm. for my clients. So, number one, offering a high-level service. And then number two, you know, just trying to create and curate an experience that's going to be memorable for them. Because people will always remember how you made them feel, mm-hmm. right? And then so if I made them just feel, like, amazing, on well, one, they had a great home buying experience for me. And I made them feel, like, super special and amazing on closing day. I know for a fact when somebody comes to them and it's they're talking about, hey, maybe I need a realtor. I'm thinking about selling or I'm thinking about, you know, buying, just creating that raving fan mm-hmm. like that. I know like, oh, my God, you're going to have to talk to my yep. realtor. You have to call Montez. He gave me a great service. He gave me a great gift. You have mm-hmm. to give him a call. Yeah. So I'm big on building raving fans. So with that building raving fans. How much of your business is raving fans? Is it a lot of referrals? Do you still get dirty? I heard you talking about when you first got started, you were calling Fizbos and expired. Mm-hmm. Is that still a time blocked part of your day or is mm-hmm. it more quite honestly, like just you've built such a strong pipeline of raving yeah. fans that referrals keep coming in and now you're building leverage within your business to capitalize on that yeah so one thing i tell the new agents you need to have like three to four pillars in your business right Mm. so your pillars are your methods of lead generation so i do uh i do a lot of things so you know social media my sphere of influence you know doing different speaking engagements get my name out there you know reaching out to past clients yes i still will reach out to fizzbos and expired so, really? you know just just to stay sharp like why not yeah right like just making sure i'm up on my uh i'm still uh you know practicing my scripts and things yeah. of that nature and just effectively communicating things but yeah so i i still i time block about two to three hours a day you know to be following up just following up mm-hmm. if i want to call fizzbos call expires just just following up and lining my day up so you also talked about a, a little bit about like working from 9 a.m. to literally like 10 p.m. at night. Mm-hmm. What's keeping you going throughout that? Is it just the mentality? Are you listening mm-hmm. to music? Like, are you working out a lot getting mm-hmm. just super like pumped up? Like, yeah. what's the thing that fuels you? Yeah. So and it's crazy but so when you're building a business and you're trying to build a sustainable business a lot of systems need to be put in place Mm -hmm. so i just hired an assistant i have shown assistants that i'm uh you know that are on my team that are working with me so i'm in the process of putting a lot of systems in place to still create an excellent experience even though i'm not touching everything myself so all the volume i did last year that was just me like Mm -hmm literally just me no assistance no nothing but this year it's more about leverage for me because i can do more with when i'm leveraged exactly i can do a lot more so you know it, it's tough yeah because so some days i literally will i'm i'm logging on at 9 a.m because to follow up to get the uh post out on social media uh-huh. to you know prepare do do consultations with yeah, buyers, yeah, you know, because yeah. that takes about 30, 30 minutes mm-hmm. to an hour to talk to my sellers to make sure that we're still on track. Yeah, uh, you know, for the date that 
that we have on a listing agreement to go live. Okay. You know, put these systems in place. Make sure to train my assistant to make sure she's going through the checklist correctly and making sure, uh, you know, her her verbiage when she's communicating with my clients is excellent. And, you know, the, uh, me- the message is getting conveyed clearly. You know, it's it's a lot, and it's yeah. a it's a lot more so in the beginning when you're trying to put the systems in place. But it'll get easier over time. But I mean, yes, legit, yes. Uh, like mm-hmm. it's been multiple days where I work nine a.m., nine p.m. and my sister can attest. Like she'll just come, she'll come <laughs> into my office and she'll just see me with my hands on my oh head, my Lord. just like you know, trying to figure every, everything out because it's it's a lot, and I don't want to. I don't want to let anybody down. Yeah. Right? Because my, my slogan is reliable, diligent, assertive. Uh, reliable, diligent, and assertive. And it's just like, if I'm not reliable, I'm not being diligent. <laughs> doesn't, yeah. That doesn't conform with my business model. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been taxing sometimes, but I just work my hardest to get it done. So, speaking on the leverage, you have some showing specialists. You have an administrator. Is she like your TC person? Like your transaction yeah, coordination Yeah, so she's been – yep. Yeah, so – Eventually, I'm a, I'm a probably about to leverage TC too and uh, leverage out the TC. Yeah, completely. You know, just hire outside TC mm-hmm. and then have my admin. You know, just doing admin things because yeah. she's managing my emails, like you know, my texts, all uh-huh. that. Because she's doing she's doing a lot. However, she still needs to know how to do it. Absolutely. So, I'm glad that I, I'm starting her off. You know, doing it f- for now, and then we'll we'll figure it out as we continue to grow. So if KWRI, like literally Gary Keller called you and he said, Montez, we're going to invest into you one person to add to your team from a leverage standpoint, mm-hmm. would it be more showing specialists? Would it be an admin? Would it potentially be, I don't know if you ever explored the, the concept of like an ISA for yourself, right? just you going on appointments rather than maybe doing the lead generation or a marketer for your sphere like I'm surprised you didn't roll in here with a camera guy at this point, you know, with all the, the the buzz around your name. So, if you could add one person to your team at this point, who would it be? Uh, operations manager. Operations. Yeah, operations manager, and you know that role would be convoluted with a lot of different things. Yeah, someone to orchestrate. Yeah. all the madness. Make mm-hmm. sure that you you're getting max opportunity from all the inbound that you're getting, and making mm-hmm. sure that nothing's falling through the cracks. Absolutely, right? and then kind of maybe shift that my admin to my IS, like mm. to my current virtual, uh, my current VA, mm-hmm. shift her to that ISA role, and still making sure things are you know going good on the back end. So what was high school like for you? I'm sorry to take mm-hmm. it there like, and, and take a step back. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, you're probably talk, you're, you're tired of talking about <laughs> your younger days, but what type of kid were you in high school? I'm just curious. Yeah, so I started playing basketball in the sixth grade. So like I fell in love since then. Like my goal was to play in college and all that great stuff. So yeah, and I flashed back to that because basketball was just was my life that was really? just everything that i did i went to lansdowne high school my freshman year in college and i'm oh, sorry my freshman year in high school mm-hmm. and then 10th through 12th grade i transferred to chapel gate christian academy and i ended up graduating from there wow and i went to play uh two years of college basketball why did you transition schools if you don't mind me asking um better basket better opportunities really uh you know better more exposure to colleges that's cool. you know to achieve my goal of going to uh, college and you know playing basketball and you said you did play in in college or you did not i did I how did. was that 
it was great. It was a character. It was very character building. I think it really helps with. Um, it has helped influence my real estate career a lot, just because. Just being on a team, it's tough, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes you don't always get what you want, but you still mm-hmm. have to keep going. Like two practices a day, and I mean, I didn't play a lot my freshman year, so it was tough. So again, I'm practicing two times a day. You still have to, uh, you know, go to class. And I graduated with a, I graduated college with a 3.7 GPA. So like, academics was very, very serious to me. So I put a lot of time in there, but it was just, it, it was tough. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was a very tough time, and I wanted to quit a lot, <laughs> but <laughs> I just didn't. I, I didn't, and I think that's paying dividends for me now with real estate because it's a lot of transactions where oof, you just want to walk away sometimes. Yep. But you know, client hired you for a reason, and uh, you know, I'm very purpose driven. I want to help people achieve their goals. And again, in life, you can't just quit. Your family gets on your nerves, and when you're a dad one day, you can't just walk out on your family. So playing basketball in college and things of that nature it really helped build character and build mental toughness you feel like that's what made you grow up quicker a big part of it a big part of it because you know you can learn life you know through athletics Mm -hmm. it teaches you a lot i mean because you're on a again you're on a team with uh 15 different 15 peers then you got three four coaches you gonna you're gonna have to deal with a lot and you cannot run Mm. <laughs> you know, you get you have to see these people for four months, four or five months. You know, you, you got to face whatever it is. You got to face it. You know, you can't run. And hey, man, like maybe that's why I don't know if you ever heard this quote, but like apparently 90 percent of people who get into this business don't make a, a transaction after their first year. And that's like a national board of realtors stat, like mm-hmm. everyone across the nation, obviously, you know, not here at KW, but. Do you think that it's so easy to get into the business that it's also very easy to get out of it? Or like, you know, people just don't have a commitment level. Like, why do you think that is real that 90% of people don't succeed here? Where is someone like yourself, where the odds might have been stacked against you coming out of a job and, you know, being young and having to get across that barrier like why is it that you think that most people wind up just getting in and getting out right so a lot of people uh one thing that people tell me oh is i know a lot of realtors and then so i say okay yeah but just want to let you know this 20 percent of the realtors do 80 percent of the business Mm -hmm. (laughs) so every you they just because they're licensed doesn't mean that they're performing at a high level Mm -hmm. this business is very tough Yep. Um, there's been a lot of nights I was up late just trying to think, what can I do? How can I make this work? Mm-hmm. And sometimes things have just happened that are completely unbeknownst to everybody. Yeah. Nobody could have seen it coming. And it's very, very stressful. So, you know, for the people who are trying to, you know, do it part time and things of that nature. Or, yes, I'm going to get my get my license just to make a lot of money. Or I sit, I watch Selling Sunset or Selling Tampa <laughs> and they're closing deals and hills. I want to <laughs> c- come join the party. Yeah. I mean, come on. But it's yeah. it's tough. You know, it's a roller coaster. <laughs> it's like, hang on. Yeah. But, yeah. So, again, I just always remind people, like, yes, everybody may say that in real estate. But, again, the top 20% of real estate are doing 80% of the business. So, just make sure, you know, you're you check whomever credentials that you're using. That's all I would say. No, that's awesome. That's a good answer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Could you ever see yourself on one of those shows? (laughs) So (laughs) that's a great question. 
I, I feel like you got a, a personality, <laughs> man. Like you know, you're from the DMV area. You got a whole mm-hmm. brand behind you. Like yeah. you know, it, who knows? Maybe selling DMV pops up and Netflix <laughs> writes you a check. I could, I I could see myself. I just really wouldn't want my um my character to be like portrayed mis- different. Yeah, yeah, misportrayed as I kind of see those shows doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want. Because I'm a businessman, I'm very much so serious about my business and providing a high quality service to my client. I just would not want that to be misconstrued by whatever is portrayed when it's all edited and said and done. Well, speaking towards that, how important is your personal brand to you? I see you portraying a lot on social media, like your business. It looks like you're traveling or maybe, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you travel a ton, but I think Mm -hmm. you were at the NCAA tournament. I don't know if I saw that right. You were in like a hotel room, maybe watching basketball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it looks like you have a, a good brand and you're doing a lot social mm-hmm. media wise. How much more of that do you want to do? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't mind, you know, showing my life, like, you know, showing bits and pieces. I, I do love to travel when, when I'm not working. I like to work out. That's been tough. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, it, feel like i'm always on call but uh you know working working my i'm work i'm working my hardest to set boundaries so you know i'm making sure i'm getting my workouts in and making sure i'm staying healthy because that is the most important thing you know you can close all the deals in the world but if you're not in good health you know what does it really matter so just making sure i set time and uh you know to take care of myself and still you know have fun and enjoy life no, that's that's awesome. I think balance is super important. Most people get into the industry, I feel like, and they're just tunnel vision towards that first closing. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes if you forget that, you know, it, it's a setback. Um, you spoke about sometimes you would be up at night, like, you know, just thinking and thinking and thinking, like, how am I going to make this work? How many of those nights are you grateful for? Or, or do you think that overthinking actually sometimes like hurt you in those scenarios yeah um i don't think any of the thinking ever really hurt me because i'm like very innovative Mm. and then it's it's been times where i don't know like let's just say i was at a listing appointment and you know i'm doing a walkthrough okay cool i know i have this listing coming soon then uh i'll just say like my lender might be calling me and i just might have to hey miss client just give me yeah. Two seconds, you yeah. know, they told me it was an emergency. I just want to, you know, hop on the phone. Then my lender calls and tells me it's some, some emergencies. Mm. The, the deal is blowing up. This, like, you know, something needs to happen. And, you know, in the moment, I can't really process it. But later, when I go home and, and maybe I'm relaxed and I have a clear head, I could think about the situation to add more value to it. And just from my experience, okay, how could I maybe, how could we, we maybe finagle this situation to where as though my client still wins? Or, you know, just making sure the client is, is still taken care of. So I credit a lot to those nights where sometimes, you know, I, I'll have a more clear head. Mm. then Because if I'm at a listed appointment and, you know, doing a walkthrough, I want to give my time and energy to that person. Yeah. But, it's, you know, it's just a lot in real estate because there's so much happening at, one time like i still have about like eight deals under contract and i have like four like four listings that i'm prepping to come on the market and i still have like a a, a good amount of buyers that i'm working with and i have systems in place to make sure you know all these people are properly uh taken care of but 
it is a lot and it can be very, very overwhelming sometimes if you don't have the systems in place. So how do you detach? Like I already hear your phone blowing up. I feel like you can't even go to Chipotle and sit down for 20 minutes, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. without someone hitting your line. So how yeah. do you detach from the business? Or do Ooh. you not? <laughs> yeah, so work, working my hardest on, um, on that and just finding, just being comfortable with, hey, maybe three days like I'm not gonna. I'm only gonna be available by email for, the, yeah. for these three days, and but but again, you know that comes with setting expectations too, and then just ha maybe having it at the bottom of my email. Hey, you know April 18th through the 21st, I will only be available via email, or I have this person covering me, yeah. and you can uh, you know call call them with any questions that you may have. So, you know, just getting comfortable with, with doing more things like that. Yeah, and that's a loaded question too, man, because quite honestly, like you're not gonna be in this situation in terms of leverage for much longer. Like mm -hmm. you said, you're gonna create a team, you're gonna get an operations person. Right. You know, I could see many agents working underneath you and you stepping into that Rainmaker role truly. But when was the last time that you took a vacation or took time <laughs> for yourself? Or let yeah. me ask you this, if you could go anywhere now, where would it be? Uh, whew. Where would where would I go? You need like a beach right now. You need like to get away in the yeah. mountains. Like you got to go to Vegas and put it all on black. Like what do you what are you thinking? I'm thinking maybe St. Lucia, Aruba. Ooh. You know, blue water. Yep. I want a nice villa or yep. something or one of those. I don't know. I want something where like it's a nice pool, but I want a private pool. Yeah. The private like the one uh, the type of vacation where you have a private pool and yep. you're sweet. No, I see what <laughs> that's you're what saying. I want. <laughs> that's that's awesome, man. Um, are you going to Mega Camp this year? Of course, of course, of course. I'm super excited to um, network and to learn. That's awesome, man. Have you heard about um, QL or Quantum Leap from Gary Keller by any chance? Because I feel like someone like yourself, mm -hmm. like. If anything, you should be an instructor at this point. Everything that you're you're talking about is almost right from the QL book. I'm mm -hmm. I'm curious, like, has that been exposed to you at all, or? Um. So. So, I I know what QL is. Yeah. However, I mean, I would be lying if I say I really dove in or no, took the course. <laughs> yeah. You know, I haven't took the course or anything yet. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think something like that is a huge opportunity for you and mm -hmm. take that with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying like it's a it's like Keller Williams Young Professionals in my opinion, mm -hmm. but a little bit more like learning based directly from Gary Keller, Got if it. I could say that. Like okay. um in terms of the material, mm -hmm. I don't even know what KWYP is uh -huh. at its like core and I was kind of actually hoping for you to speak on that a little bit cuz you have a, an involvement with that, Yeah. Right? Yeah, so Ooh. I should have got you a coffee, man. I'm sorry. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, KWIP is awesome. Again, just a group of, you know, younger professionals in a business, not necessarily age, but, you know, younger in age in the business, connecting, sharing information and trying to grow together. And, you know, I really love it because, again, it's 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 tough sometimes, yep. right, uh, when you're competing at, people who are 10 years in the business, 15 years yeah. in the business, but you know, when you have successful young professionals or people who are in this uh, group because they're serious about growing their business and we can collaborate and things of that nature, it, it's really awesome. What would you like to see more in that space of like more networking events, like more practical training for, you know, maybe the young professionals. If you could, 
you know, wave a, a magic wand, what would you kind of give to the young agents within the industry right now? Yeah, so. Coaching, like, uh, if anything, yeah. I, I'm just kind of curious to hear your perspective, man. Yeah, so the number, what I think w with new agents, I always say just really tapping into your market center. Mm -hmm. Like, be strategic with where you choose to hang your license because that can make or break your career because that's what's really helped propel my career, being able to talk to Jeanette Westcott. I mean, yeah. I know who you know. Jeanette, uh, I'm, I know you know who Jeanette Westcott is. Like, you know, being in an office with Jay Fischetti, Tony Lacey, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Tasha Green, Green Coleman, all of these amazing agents that don't mind sharing information. Yeah. That's what really helped me propel my career. And then, you know, have them give me opportunities. Hey, Montez, I have this rental lead. Hey, Montez, I, I just got this sign call, but I'm tied up because I have three listings coming on the market in the next week. Do, do uh, You know, it's a $500,000 listing. Do you want to go meet that prospective buyer? Opportunities like that that I got just for showing up and being present. So I always tell my new agents, don't blame anybody else for your destiny oh you know i've been mm. in the business and i haven't closed the deal for five months so i'm gonna blame it on this market center so i'm gonna go switch to another market center yeah you know maybe like think think about it. like have you went to every training mm. have you been networking with age other agents in the office have you held at least two to three open houses a week you know are you learning scripts for fizzbos and expires on your own you know, and that's that's something that nobody necessarily has to give you, you know, a ticket to do. That's yep. stuff that you can do on your own. So sometimes, you know, when I hear agents say, "Oh, I'm leaving because this market center isn't doing anything for me," it's not necessary. It's not all on the market center, and I think that's what has kind of helped my career. I didn't, I never blamed anybody for why I. I didn't do this or didn't do that. It was all on me. Mm -hmm. You know, I just. I've yeah, accountability. Very, yeah. Just owning it. I've always been very self-sufficient. So my philosophy is I'm not going to blame anybody else for something that I didn't get. Or, oh, I felt like I was overlooked. Or Like, you know, we did that a lot in basketball. Oh, coach isn't playing me. Coach, coach doesn't like me. But, like, the mentality should be to outwork mm. every day. You know, just work so hard that they can't ignore you. You know, not, oh, coach didn't play me this game. It's coach fault that my career is horrible. Like, no, like, no, just work hard, like outwork, you know, try to use every resource you have. So how does it feel now that they can't ignore you? Like, um, I, and I don't think that you feel like you have arrived at any yeah. place. Like I can tell that like, your natural ambition mm -hmm. is much grander than where you're at now, mm -hmm. even for how great you're doing and how awesome your career is. Mm -hmm. How does it feel to be in this position now? Yeah. Well, I'm very humble, and I still have a long, long, long way to go. Um, but, uh, and again, you know, even like the term like I've arrived, it's crazy because it's like I still feel like I'm in survival mode, mm. right? I still feel like I'm trying to keep my head above water, and that's why, you know, I still am working those 9 a.m. to 9 p. Uh, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. days sometimes just trying to put these systems in a place or maybe you know I might finish up at 7 but cool I'm gonna go downstairs I'm gonna watch uh, the latest Ben Kenny and Via Williams podcast because mm. they had a great a stellar guest on there that's selling about 100 to 120 homes a yeah. year you know so I can decipher and see what they're doing and if and uh, figure out if I can add any pieces of their business to mine to help me get to the next level so 
I think the number one thing that's contributing to my business is that I never felt like I arrived because mm. I feel like I'm still in survival mode. You know, will there ever be a point? Like, could anything happen? Like, literally, GK anoints you, <laughs> you know, right there on stage at Mega Camp with a sword. You know, <laughs> is that the moment where you're like, all right, screw it, I arrived? Or, or is there anything like a thirty million dollar listing? Like, oh, anything yeah. that would completely shift your perspective to another level? Yeah. So, that's a great question. Um, and I'll attribute this part to my dad, right? Because he just made me super, 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 super humble. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anytime I ever got like the little, littlest bit of big headed, he would discipline me. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, just my main goal is to impact lives and to help other people. So you that that's what's really fulfilling to me. Like my biggest closing this year, it, like I, I closed the NFL player and his, you know, his wife that deal was a little bit over a million. But my biggest wow. closing was uh, helping a young lady. Her name is Amarches Riley. Uh, she wanted to get a second investment property, mm-hmm. and we were under contract. Deal fell through, and I'm like, oh, I know she was probably a little bit upset. And then she actually ended up contacting me a month later after the deal uh, fell through, and we looked at about. We put in two offers, we lost, then we finally got a property. We just closed about, uh, last week or two weeks ago. That meant more to me than wow. a million dollar closing, just because now I know I'm setting her up to build generational wealth. Yep. How much does that play into your business, helping people with investment properties, yeah. or do you see yourself stepping into that more? Um, Cause no one really yeah. tri- like that sounds not like a retail investor, yeah. but you know, those other type of investors yeah. who are just looking for a good deal. I'm not talking yeah. about them, but people that maybe it's their second or third home. Is that a part of your business where you're helping yeah. people with investments? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a- absolutely. Always definitely advising, trying to educate like on cash on cash return on investment. Uh, what's the ARV if you fixed and flipped this home, all, all of that different stuff. It was important to me that I, um, got knowledgeable in that aspect so I could add more value to the investors and things of that nature. Or people who I knew who, hey, I'm thinking about investing. You know, I could tell them, hey, you will want to research, you know, just research different areas that are coming up too, that mm-hmm. you see the municipality developing and that you see a lot of buildings and new gas stations and all that good stuff. That's an area that might be appreciate appreciating market over time. So just know why you're investing in that area. No, that makes sense. Um, I'm curious though, to that point, have you heard about like this Airbnb thing like that people are doing? Most people mm-hmm. are like doing short-term rentals. Mm-hmm. Not most people, but mm-hmm. like uh, apparently a large population of our millennial generation isn't going to buy a house. They're just going to keep on renting into yeah. Airbnbs. Do you see that as like a fad or like maybe, you know, there's something there? Yeah. So a lot of, so I own two Airbnbs. Wow. But uh, my sister and I, we own the houses outright that we wow. Airbnb. So, and you know, my sister, she was big on, you know, corporate leasing leasing or rental arbitrage, 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 sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and it, it's fine, it, but you really, really have to have done your due diligence. Yep. And that's what I was telling my sister, just because, you know, if, if you do do a corporate lease or rental arbitrage per se, you know, number one, you better read that lease. Yep. And nine times out of 10, they're going to charge you a rental premium if they mm. know that you're not living in there. You know, it's, it is a corporate lease. And um, two, you know, if you're stuck with that lease, if, if the property isn't occupied, like you really just have to look at the numbers. Like, hey, if this property is at least 
occupied 15 days out of the month is that at least is that my break even point yeah right just really knowing the numbers and looking at your worst case scenario before you put all of these properties in your name because you know things could go south and then also looking at your risk tolerance how much extra cash do you have on hand if if things don't go as planned so are you looking to acquire more of those, would you say, or not really? Mm-hmm. Like um, you're gonna make your money elsewhere? Yeah, so I have two Airbnbs, two long-term rentals, then I own the house that I live in. Wow. But um, I, it really just depends. My sister, she manages the two Airbnbs. I mean, we make a great deal of money. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, because she's done her due diligence. We've done, we've, we did a lot of due diligence yeah. before we even purchased the properties on like on the areas that we were buying in and researching laws and things yeah. of that nature that influence how the uh, Airbnb can be ran as well. That's another thing. People just oh, I want to start Airbnb. But you listen, you have to read the fine, fine print. And you also have to know like the local laws uh, pertaining to Airbnb. So there's a lot of upfront due diligence that people need to do before saying, oh, I'm going to go do a corporate yeah. lease and things of that nature. So to take into another direction, um, and I kind of touched on this, like, you know, when have you went on vacation Mm -hmm. let's say you only have 30 minutes in your day free time you know that's unplanned are you playing basketball are you watching Mm -hmm. netflix are you reading a like a personal development book like be honest like are you on social media tiktok yeah like what are you doing with your extra time yeah so i love to try to like if i could squeeze that squeeze in a 30 minute workout that would be perfect um one thing I really, really love to do, you know, I'm renovating my home right now, just making it exactly how I want it to be. So just the home I, that you live in. Yeah. The home, That's awesome. Man. Yeah. So just when I come home and I want to sit down or when I'm done working for the day, like it's peaceful, it's nice. I can like fully admire the space and watch TV. I love I love like I really enjoy March Madness. Um, you know, just being able to relax in my home, watch the games. Yeah. Like it was it was amazing. It, it was it was awesome. How's your uh, social network? Like, I mean, like us, uh, like your friends and whatnot. Do you have a large group of friends? Is it like more of like a, a, a close circle of friends? Yeah. How, how have friends influenced you? Yeah. Because I know sometimes like they can be like outside influences, especially like maybe when you just got started into real estate. I'm sure like you already touched on your your mother was saying, hey, you know, maybe something more corporate. Yeah. Did you feel like your friends encouraged you to go all in on your passions and dreams or did you have to switch up crews type of deal? Like what happened? So I don't have a lot of close, close friends my age Mm -hmm. because again, at 22, a lot of people are still trying to just figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and still me, I'm still, you know, trying to figure it out and uh, figure out what direction I want to go. But it's a little different now because I have so much responsibility. Mm-hmm. And um, how I've created a, a business and I want to be there for my clients. I want to run an awesome, awesome business. So it's a lot than like the average 22 year old who might just wants to go out party have a exactly. good have a good time so i don't really have a lot of friends my age a lot of my friends are older because it's a different conversation and then you know it's just a lot you know a, a lot that i've been um you know blessed with that you know i need to protect and things of that nature that people just aren't as um you have a lot to lose potentially yeah. compared to so, just I love, yeah. the average 22 year old. Absolutely. You summed it up perfectly. A lot to lose. So just protecting my energy, protecting my space. Yep. Um, and you, you know, just creating a great environment. But what I found is that 
uh, I found some. I have some great realtor friends who yep. can kind of understand. Like you know, we have a exactly. lot more similarities, and yeah, like a lot of my friends. But to to make it a short answer, a lot of my friends are older. Yeah, just because. I mean, I'm I'm so young, but a lot of people tell me like I'm old spirited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's what I would say. A lot of my friends are older; they they understand more, and it's it's a lot. You know, it's a lot going on. No, I can relate to that. Like when I went to Towson, Shaquille McCray just took me under his wing, mm-hmm. and that was like even at the time he was still working at the railroad before he was even in real estate, mm-hmm. and his mentality just on life in general. I feel like I couldn't find necessarily, you know, with some of my closest friends from high school back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, but at the same time, like I, 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 you know, still do believe that like having a social, you know, environment yeah. is important and whatnot. I was just kind of curious mm-hmm. um, to hear your perspective on that. Um, do you ever see yourself leaving this industry in a in like a in like a positive way? Like, could you see something bigger than? And I know real estate is a huge industry. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But do you ever see like a technology play? Maybe you come out with a brand or this, that, the other thing, like you get into a different sector with all the connections that you made inside of real estate. I mean, obviously there's a lot of, uh, I always get this word wrong, and ancillary, is it ancillary, Jeff? Ancillary businesses Mm -hmm. inside of real estate, Mm -hmm. like title and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. But forget that. Is there something even more that you've been, you know, wanting to itch on or is real estate, at least for right now, your home? Yeah, real estate, at least for right now, is my home. Of course, you know, I love to try to build businesses on businesses because, like, you know, that's the real path to wealth. Five, like, you know, at least five to seven different streams of income. Um, I love building, too. I love, like, the construction mm-hmm. process. Uh, I did a flip in Baltimore City not too long. Well, I actually buried it. Bowery had refinanced mm-hmm. with a partner of mine. So that was awesome. So I'm really intrigued by the whole building uh the building aspect. I had a celebrity client. We're doing a land new construction deal. Oh wow! In um, in Annapolis, and it's almost finished. So we he purchased the land, but you know that's a whole different story because there's well and septic. So you, you're looking at the perk test. You know wow. how do how deep do they have to dig? Was that your water? first time like learning that whole experience? It actually was. Wow. It actually was. But I had some great people who uh, took me under their wing. Uh, took took me under their wing. The builder was amazing. I have some mentors in my office who do a lot of land sales. Wow. So, you know, it, it was beautiful. It was just beautiful to see that to go from raw land to a yep. beautiful 4,500 square foot modern style home, floor to ceiling windows, L.A. style home. Like, it's, oh, it's wow. crazy. It's How much do you so think beautiful. it'll be worth in like a year or two from now? If you had to predict, literally, I, I'm thinking that because uh, I think he's all in it, like maybe nine fifty to a mil. Wow, maybe he could he could get one one point two one point one because again the home is so so it's so unique. Yeah, it's so unique, and, and then it's in Annapolis. Yeah, it's that's perfect. like the niche like, market type of vibe. Like celebrities, people are trying to go there. I mean, they hear about Maryland, they hear about Baltimore, obviously, mm-hmm. but Annapolis is like. Surrounded by a million to two million dollar homes, perfect location. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. How did you land that? Was that through social media? Did you just meet someone, or um, just keeping keeping in contact? One of my mom's good friends, uh, he was he was in the hair business as well, in wow. the stylist business, and um, yeah, that's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. So I heard you say on stage, 
you would have to market yourself to your parents' generation almost. Mm -hmm. What's the easiest way for a young realtor to say, okay, no, I am gonna take charge of my professionalism. What's the first step? Is it the (laughs) brand on social media? Is it how you present yourself maybe at a listing appointment? Or what do you think it is? All three. So, <laughs> so number one, like on social media, I'm not out like, hey guys, I'm I'm at the club. Yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. A, like okay, if you go to the club every now and then, but like every Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, nah. I'm like, how am I going to trust this to be my deal? <laughs> how am I going to uh, trust oh them God. to help me transact? Yeah, when the, they're buying fireball shots at, at three in the morning. Yeah, in and, I, and right, and I mean. <laughs> Every once in a while, like I'm not gonna lie, like maybe this weekend, because my birthday is next Monday. I'm, oh, yeah, awesome, I might man. go out this weekend. But am I out every weekend partying? No, because I have a job. I, I have things to do. Yeah, like, you have stuff straight. to lose. You're in yeah. a big boy shoes, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and again, so nothing against people who do party or go out all the time. But it's just it's a lot. I found it that it's very hard to stay focused and uh, try to attain a level of success if you go out. Thursday through through Sunday, mm-hmm. um, you know that's that's just my opinion. And then plus, you know, people may look at it. I'm I already have the 22 thing working against me, so people may have look at it like, oh, like he's just a typical 22 year old. Yeah. Why would I give him my business? Wow, you so know, this is even the time to double down more on the professional narrative. Now that you even have more success, it's mm-hmm. like no, you I have to really show these people yeah. who I am. And then like you know, and then people think all different kind of things. Like oh, if I support his business, this is what he's out here doing is with, with the money. Blah. People yeah. like you know, people people think so so many different. Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I would rather just to limit the narrative to what I want it to be. And the narrative that I want it to be is that, you know, when you come to my social media, all you need to know that if I'm looking to buy or sell a home or invest in real estate, Montez McCray is who I need to call. Why? Because every time I come on this page, he either just listed a home, just sold a home, um, you know, just got a deal under contract. Yeah. Oh, you know, he's he's meeting with, with a new business partner. Like, he's doing something towards uh, further perpetuating his business. That's who I need to be surrounded with if I want success with my real estate goals. So, to that point, in the past year, just rough number, how many people have reached out to you saying, I want to get into this business? Oh and what are so you doing many. with those people? It, are you it, talking to them? Or? It is. A, I try to talk to them. Out many, of it? I try to talk to <laughs> as many people as I can. Yeah. You know, I like send a voice message or something. Mm-hmm. But I would love to do coffee and sit down with everybody and, you know, have a phone conversation with everybody. But if I did, it would. I wouldn't have time yeah, to run my business. Yeah, Because yeah. only a certain percent are going to pass the test, mm-hmm. if not even make it that yeah. far. And, yeah, and not even like, you know, how far they make it. I would, you know, I would love to connect with everybody and give them personal time, but it's just it's just very tough, yep. um, you know, just to try to run my business. Because, again, if, I, if I'm not producing, if I'm taking time to talk with everybody who reaches out and I'm not producing, yeah. then they, all of a sudden they don't want to talk to me anymore because yeah. I'm not producing. No. So, you know, just trying to work my hardest to reserve my time, too. That's what I'm learning that's, you know, very important. I'm I'm excited for the the ops person that you add on because it's going to mm. be like a Montez machine with all the different <laughs> opportunities that are coming your way. I mean, you got people reaching out potentially about getting into the business, and we both know even from you being a team leader eventually how much that'll benefit you. Mm-hmm. You have people looking to buy, sell, invest. 
um, your name is being thrown out there at all these events, you're continuing to close more deals. So what does the rest of this year look like for you? I mean, yeah. it's, you, you said a couple goals about production that you want, but is it really about those goals? Is there something deeper? Yeah, so I mean, I, the, the, the thing that's always deeper for me is adding value to whomever life I touch, trying to be a blessing to them, right? Um, so, so that's that's the number one thing. That's the number one goal. Because when you help people get what they want, you get what you want. Mm-hmm. And yes, I did have my my goal this year is I want to do at least twenty million in volume. That mm-hmm. that would be great. But you know, more importantly, I want to touch lives. I want to add value to people's lives, and um, again, just have a greater impact on on those who I'm coming in contact with. When you speak about impact, is there a story that comes to mind of someone that you really genuinely helped out, whether it was an agent, a client, a, a, you know, just someone in your sphere? Um, is there, you know, stories of like you already providing a lot of impact? And I mean, I'm just, you know, yeah. speaking from experience, like I'm taking a lot away from this conversation. So I know you're valid on this, but mm-hmm. is there any stories you'd like to share about, you know, a time that you really did impact someone? For yeah. The so you know, I had a client I worked with. She was she was a, a little difficult, but <laughs> but um, you know, we got to the finish line, and on closing day, you know, she confessed to me it's just like you know, when she was growing up, that nobody that people told her you know that she wasn't going to be anything, mm-hmm. that she could never do anything, and for her to buy a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar house like by herself you know no husband no co-signer no anything you know it just meant the world to her you know somebody who grew up being she even confessed uh you you know just going going through some things yeah and again people talking down to her uh and and things of that nature so just to was d- that a client you arts, knew like she was in your sphere um it was a client that was referred to me wow Right. So that's just like someone completely coming into your world yeah. and then you're just giving them the, the stellar service you mm-hmm. provide and, and look at that outcome that, yeah. that happens. You know, and then just confessing and breaking down to me. Like, you know, she was almost in tears when wow. she got the keys. But, you know, for me, I was just like, wow, this is, you know, where I need to be. I'm helping to add value to somebody's life. She was like, I can't wait to, you know, bring my mom over to her home and, and show her, you know, what her hard work was able to do yep. over the last couple of years and you know by her her staying the course even though she wanted to quit and give up so that was really great so speaking on quitting and giving up was there a time that you literally thought like what was the closest you were to maybe leaving the business if at all um or did you not yeah. even have you like giving up was literally not an option. So again, you know, that's when I flash back to um to basketball, right? When I didn't get what I want. When I I went a, a five, six month, however long that season was without playing a lot, but still having to practice two times mm-hmm. a day. They go have to go to study hall, you know, have to see, you know, and sometimes shoot college students, we're pretty brutal. Like, yeah, you rode the bench last game. Shut up. Stop talking. <laughs> like, like, that's how teammates talk yeah, to each yeah, other. Yeah. You know, it can be really brutal. So going through five, six months for that, uh, of that and not, and not necessarily, not that I didn't see the results, but not necessarily seeing the results that I want, that prepared my, my mental for something like this, you know, with real estate where I'm just like, you know. You were already prepared for you, the delayed yeah, gratification. Yeah, it's just like, Exactly. Exactly. 
definitely prepare for the delayed gratification uh gratification because sometimes like you gotta you gotta work for two years before you get that opportunity sometimes you know everybody's time everybody's timeline is different so um i know your phone's blowing up we're, we're about to finish up so um one or two more last questions mm-hmm. when you start this team what location are you gonna are you gonna stay in the dmv area or yeah. like could you see yourself opening up expansion teams could you yeah. see yourself going to california is there any market that like you really want to get into yeah so it's crazy because a lot of people oh you want to go to atlanta you want to go to la you want to go to new york i'm and honestly i'm comfortable here because dc has high price points nova has high price yep. points uh and my my spear is is in maryland yeah <laughs> well my well, my main spear is in maryland and you know i'm working to grow in dc and, and nova but so honestly i think i'm in a place to be i mean yep. you know i think i'm in a great um in a great place you know we have some amazing price points in dc and things of that nature howard county um and not necessarily just all about the price points but you, you know that that helps too, right? I know yeah. a co- I know a couple agents who did twenty deals last year and they did twenty million in sales. Exactly. You know, vice versa. And there's examples like of Bob Lacido and Craig Northrop and all those people from Maryland that are just mm-hmm. crushing it. Obviously, yeah. the volume is here. It, 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 yeah. it really, quite honestly, doesn't matter where you are. It's yeah. just who you are as a person. Yeah. The, the systems that you have in place. Absolutely. So I mean, I, I love it. Licensed to all three states. Um, you know, it's working for me right now, but. My team would, my team would probably be niched in like you know Howard County and you know trying to yeah we would probably niche niche in Howard County and then I would have to really have a a conversation of what expansion look like you know with somebody who was more experienced with running a team you know when you because I know some teams that are, that are super like that are hyper local yeah you know and they're very successful and that's their like theme that's their niche. A niche and then you have other teams that are like more so just all over and just crushing it so i guess it all depends on the direction that i want to go it seems like you're more hyper local right now and i don't mean that in a negative mm-hmm. way i just mm-hmm. like it's a t- two different styles of businesses mm-hmm. do you like that more like do you like being more into the community more rooted with the the place that you're selling and you grew mm-hmm. up around here like do you like that aspect of it yeah i i, I do um I do, but I would love to see myself get more into Howard County, Montgomery County, uh, you know, some areas closer to towards D.C., Nova, and like doing a lot more business in D.C. But again, it's a whole different market that I still do have to become an expert in. I have done some selling in those areas, but just still more due diligence that needs to be done. And that's why I'm just happy that I still do have those this two years to grow, right, uh, to, to grow into me manifesting uh, a team. Awesome. Um, last question, I promise. Mm-hmm. Let's say, you know, after this interview, I disappear, right? Like, we don't see each other for mm-hmm. another three years. And then maybe um, in Bowie at a Starbucks, and you're like, oh, there's the goofy guy that interviewed me three <laughs> years ago. Perfect world inside of the real estate industry. What does your role like with uh, role look like inside of an organization like KW or even just real estate in general? Yeah, it's a great question. I'm actually going to, well, I went to, um, you know, the cultural summit with John Clyde, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, his group. And so after, well, two days ago, I actually messaged John Clyde and I was just like, hey, like, well, what made you go towards the leadership route? Yeah. Right. Like vice versa, you know, continuing to, you know, to be a, a, 
a, a rainmaker or, exactly. or a mega agent. And we're supposed to be having that conversation soon, right? Um, just so I can start to learn and explore the different opportunities and benefits out there so I can see what's going to be, you know, more advantageous to me. Because, But again, I do know my my main goal is again to add value to to others lives and and to help people but i do still love selling real estate like i I just do like i I love it just it gives me an adrenaline rush but um yeah so i I would say (laughs) the answer to that question uh it's unknown Unknown. to me at at, at this at this very we'll do another interview three years from now right yeah and then and we'll make it and we'll make it work absolutely brother yeah and that'll be great well, I appreciate you hopping on, man. Um, this was uh, very valuable for me. I'm sure it was valuable for the community. Uh, we'll be keeping up with your success, so let's definitely stay in touch. Um, and again, thank you for coming on. Thank you to everyone who's watching. Um, and you have any last words to say? No, well, thank you so much for the opportunity to be on the platform. I really do appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, Montez. Thanks.